I am indeed. I'm very excited now. Jordan's listening. Oh my god. Hans Rikersen, Kenny. Hi, Jordan. <laughs> hey, Jordan. Jordan, send me a tweet, please. Then I know you're really listening. It'll make me happy. I'm the forest by one. Ignore Terry's. You don't want the guard is. <laughs> what with your, like, two Because my, my Twitter page is full of so many tweets. <laughs> Loads. About all of five. I don't know. Look at you, like a schoolgirl. <laughs> oh, flash me, Bolton. Flashing Jordan. to get Fires and Apprentice podcast. I'm Terry, and this is Kenny. Hello. Oh, Kenny's so enthusiastic. Kenny, I'm overjoyed at the results of this week's episode. How so about you fine. feeling over it? Oh, so I good. Think, I think, even though I know you were particularly annoyed about last week, I was less so, but still a bit miffed. But I think this week it was absolutely spot on to a T. I'm going to just go ahead and say it's the best episode of the series so far. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Before, though, we get on to it for our lovely listeners, we have some we have some wee address of the union statements to make. Well, I do, unless you want to throw in something, Kenneth. We'll see what you've got to say first. Be rude not to. I'm going to start on a positive note. Our great sexist, sexism debate episode. Thank you very much, people, because it's our most listened episode yet. Yay! I think that's enough self-clapping. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for all listening in. It's absolutely smash for our SoundCloud uh, ratings and all our blog hits. And also, well, I haven't heard of iTunes yet, but we're working on that. I uh, have to tell you about that after Kenneth. So I hope that our new listeners were clever slash funny slash stupid enough to keep you around uh, delete as appropriate I, I think that's quite terrific though thank you again people yeah thank you very much we do appreciate it we do get excited by it we do very excited on a slightly not as groovy point though come to SoundCloud now despite the fact I have one of the pro packages we've already reached our upload limit for the month what? Uh, oh, that's, that's not fair no Despite the fact you pay um, so much, you're only allowed to upload four hours at a time in a month. We've already hit that. Basically, Terry, you talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> and it's entertaining banter for the kids, yeah? So, at the moment, we're kind of stuck. I mean, to be honest, though, if you're listening to this on SoundCloud in probably like a week or two's time, then you should ignore this completely. Because then the upload will refresh and that's fine. But at the moment, we're kind of stuck with you doing direct downloads and listen to iTunes. Don't worry, we'll pull all the links up so when you're listening to it, well, you probably clicked on the link to listen to us now, so I'm rambling already. Oh dear. Never mind. We've also have to tell you about our king, king of the boardroom himself, Kenneth, is going to be very busy in the next couple of weeks. I am, unfortunately, yeah. Sorry, guys. 
So, unfortunately, we'll have to have a take a wee break for the next couple of weeks. So I've got work commitments as well. So, to be honest, it's going to be just impossible for us to sit down and record next week. It's not looking best for the week after. But we'll do what we did before, just cover the firings, any other any other business. Uh, we'll keep you posted on our Twitter, Facebooks, and all that, and all that. So it's all very good, isn't it? I don't have anything else to say, Kenny. What about you, son? I think you covered all the points. I was just going to point out that we'll keep people updated on all the social media and the usual spots, but you point that out already. So, and what's the Twitter? And what's it? Our what's our name on Twitter, Kenneth? As I get fired. Wrong. It's at Apprentice Fired. See, uh, that shows how much I use Twitter. I'll tell you who do listens to us on Twitter a fair bit though. Gone. Like George and Poulton, he's been listening to us again. How? How do you know this? Because he, he messaged us to talk to us about it. Does he? Because when I checked the other day, because he accepted a follow, I, I don't know what, I don't get Twitter. But, <laughs> but I couldn't see anything. I don't have a look now. I mean, I keep chatting, I don't pay attention. But I can go on Twitter and find this. He <laughs> loves our, he loved our rants from the last episode. And he says more of that, please, so we'll have to try and impeach him. But to be honest, I'm really positive so, about this week. So he actually listens to the whole thing, man, is what you're saying? Well, we'll hope so, because, I mean, if he got to the very end of last week's episode, which was a bit long, ag- agreed, about an hour and a half, but uh, there was plenty of uh, ranty, ranty rants, which people seem to like, filled with rage. And so I did get a couple of uh, happy comments about it, like how I... Well, I don't want to repeat it because I'm not in the mood at the moment. How I chuffing hate um, Natalie. So, yes. Always good on Twitter land in the world of Get Fired, I say. Oh, yeah, hang on. i just seen it. Just got round to listening to the latest episode. Love the rant, guys. All oh, that, please. Oh, my God. Are you happy with that, Kenny? I'm well happy. Oh. I say we keep these happy thoughts on and get into this week's episode. Because it's... I don't know, I didn't think it'd be up to much. Oh, good God, turn, didn't turn out to be, did it? I just can't believe he genuinely likes it, because I, I did slag him off a bit in that one, saying that well, I thought he'd gone a little bit downhill. Well, we'll have to, um, to be honest, we are impartial. Mm, kind of. On well, I do like him, but I did feel that he kind of was taking a bit of a backseat, was I think my point, or what the point I'm trying to make was. Well, I just hope he likes what I've got to say about him this week. Oh, spoilers. Already, King? Talk about this week's yeah. episode, finally. Yeah, let's get into it. My first thought, even though it's episode seven, it doesn't feel like the seventh episode. I still feel we're, like, stuck in, like, the opening episodes. We're still trying to get used to everyone, but we know anyone. It has been a bit slow getting going this year. I think it's because the quality of candidates that are still are not really holding up. Like, there's no really flat-out great people to get behind. No, I, I know what you mean. I mean, there's some characters who I can't believe each guy thinking, oh, that they've got something about them, but now I'm thinking, no, not so much. Mm. They uh, bring up in the montage from last week's episode how Jason was hiding out in the kitchen, and I was a bit... At the time, I thought, oh, I know who's going this week. Well... We'll see how that turns out, shall we? But although uh, there was one interesting aspect about Jason we found out, what did you think of his teddy bear? I didn't see that. How did you not see that? That was probably the best thing about the entire episode. I didn't see his teddy bear. Yeah, he had a teddy bear. He packed it in his um, suitcase. Well, 
I weren't looking for his teddy bear. I was right there at the start of the episode. I was really surprised you didn't see that. No. Wow. Kenny. Newspaper. I was probably, probably writing my notes while trying to keep up to date. Kenny. Anyway. Here's a little thing that I noticed. Because they... In the opening montage, they have to do a sky view of sexy London. How many of the actual big train stations you've been to in London, Kenny? Train stations or tube stations? No, just the big train stations like... Uh, uh, I've been to Euston, Paddington, St Pancras. Oh, Euston, uh, I haven't done St Pancras. That's it. Yeah, I did it a couple of months ago. I'm going to do it in about two, three weeks' time as well. Oh, spoilers. Uh, Wait a minute, have you got things for um, oh, your fired and oh. you haven't told me yet? Yeah, I, what did I say? Euston, Paddington, St Pancras. That's it. Pa- I Pancras. Uh, Pancras. Pancras is in your body. I thought it was pronounced like Pancras, though. Oh, well. <laughs> He's looking up as we speak, folks. It's well, no, because I, I know it's that. To be honest, it's going to be boring to just say I've done Paddington and Houston as well. Houston. Uh, I don't want more than you. So, I've edited... Oh, I've done Victoria as well. Oh, which one's Victoria? Like, what direction? Uh... Kind of central, I think. Is that the, like, the big triangle one? I don't bloody know. I don't pay that much attention. I don't know either. Oh, well, I'm into that one. So, who the phone, who's the one, the main man answering the phone this week, Kenny? It's Jordan again. I actually thought it was Neil at first. So, I had to do a double take. <laughs> so, I'm not sure if it's just me. I'm sure when Jordan takes his glasses off, him and Neil look a little bit similar. They do a bit. I I have mistaken them a couple of times because they've got the quick hairdo too, haven't they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but more importantly, Kenny, I noticed I've had an amazing thought. What happens on The Apprentice if no one answers the phone? Then... The show can't continue. It just it must end. <laughs> Imagine they just went on strike and they decided, no, I can't be asked on the task today. What, we just... Just like stand all in the like casual clothes, just around the phone, going, that's ringing, having a massive troll on um, Francis. Poor Francis. Yeah, I couldn't remember her name, I was trying to think of it, but I always forget her name. Oh, poor Francis. So, she gets no love from Kenneth, and Kenneth's got a lot of love to give, I assure you folks. I do. So, we go to the Tower of London. It's alright, isn't it? Well, we do, or you do. I went to Tower of London once. I don't remember it, though. No? As in, no, you don't remember it? No, I don't remember it at all. Just a bit. I remember, like, it's got the one with all the crows and all that. To be honest, though, I felt really sorry for Nick and Karen, because in that um, shot when they have where Lord Sugar rolls up, I thought it was all cold and wet. I mean, the candidates deserve it, because they're (laughs) fighting for this chance to get the 250 grand. But they're just left there in the cold and wet. That's not fair, is it? I always feel for them. They've got to wait there until everyone turns up. What's all that about? Do you think they make small talks? Like, all right, Nick. All right, Karen. No, they're not allowed to talk to one another. Since when? Well, they never, you never see them talk to one another. It's an odd stone. I just think it looks really awkward, though, on camera. Just looks like, they, they surely must talk to each other off camera. Like, all right, Nick, how's the wife? All right, Karen, how's West End? I don't know about that. 
Do you regret selling Birmingham City Football Club to uh, a dodgy Chinese businessman? <laughs> yeah, imagine one of them brought that up, saying, like, you reckon my business skills are crap. What do you think you were playing at? What was that, 100 quid a ticket for a Birmingham Villa? Get on. So this week's task, Kenny, what was it? Caravans, or caravanning. Or motorhomes. That was a buzzword, I thought. I didn't hear that one. I was just more of a, I just went with caravans and then kind of heard caravans a lot. Mm. <laughs> no worries. It was one of those crazy selling tasks, but with a slight twist. Lord Sugar throws in that both involve an endeavour have to have one high ticket value item. But apart from that, it's the usual two team who sells the most wins. Yay! And of course, Kenny, as we well know, one of you will be fired. No, at, he always says at least one of you. Does he? I've never noticed that. I've noticed it because I, I even wrote it down on a couple of the episodes. He always says at least one of you. Ah, he so also does it in the boardroom as well. He goes, when you return, that's when at least one of you get fired. Because there's always that option. Mm. Yeah, he's got like the ace of spades. When he wants to throw it out, he gets a bit bored thinking, you know what? Sack off two of them. I'm a bit bored now. You know what? He could be really bored and sack off three if he really wanted to. Imagine if he did that. That'd be brilliant. It's just like you have all the other housemates back in the house waiting for to see who comes in. And then they just have to get a producer or a runner to go and like, oh, no, they've all been sacked. Because how would they know? Uh, unless the phone goes. But then, it, oh, that'd be amazing. That would treat us so right. We'd have two phone calls in one episode to see who gets to the call. Oh, right, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're not willing today. Come on, let's get into this, okay? A little bit of transfer news, though. Of course, Neil goes over to Evolve. And, Ooh, then, yeah. and it's a bit weird because for once I've noticed they said that oh Karen's following Evolve and Nick's following Endeavour yeah I know I've never noticed them do that before oh good it's not just me it's weird isn't it because I wrote it down because I was like oh they said that so I'm going to write it down Kurt nominates himself to take over Endeavour and Alex was actually making a case well I've not been project manager yet but I'd quite like to do it and they not put Kurt through because he's had experiences holidays when he was yeah. a kid. But with the team, like Miles said, he'd rather Kurt because he's got that experience. He probably wouldn't have stayed in the real because that's where a lot of people from Liverpool go. <laughs> yeah, but dodging North Wales. I know it's as well. Is Kurt the first person? Well, obviously Neil becomes one as well to be the first person on this series to become project manager twice. Yeah, I think him and, him and Neil join on that. Mm. Uh, Kurt uh, cuts the camera and says he's seeing it as a gamble just to prove his worth. I think we'll see how that turns out. He wants to roll the dice and he's hoping for a double six. Ooh, we all hope for a double six in life, but will he get it today? Who knows? What's, I've written down here, Jason's flag. Oh, because Jason said... After, because, and again, and we saw this when Neil made himself PM back on the farm task. It was just, I am PM, this is what we're doing. Mm. You know, just say that about Neil. Kind of Neil's style, we're used to that. You don't need to moan about that, because we, we should know that's Neil. But Jason, what he did was, he kind of undid the action, he goes, I'm going to put my flag in there now for the sales, and then Neil, like, kind of went, yeah, Jason, 
we've all got to sell, so I don't worry about it. I feel, <laughs> I, I feel sorry for Jason now, because he honestly does not have a bloody clue that everyone's taking the piss out of him constantly. He's he's like Mr. Bean in a way, isn't he? He's a bit of a mad genius. <laughs> Mr. Bean, it was a mad genius. Like, instead of opening a door, he'd find, like, all his, like, he'd get his wardrobe and his table and, like, string it all together and open his door that way. But when, even though that's, like, a long, complicated way of doing it, you watch him think, bloody hell, it's quite clever he's put that together. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna get this out of the way. I kind of think if Rebecca got through to this one week, one week, this would surely be her show. Yeah, actually, I think she would really charm. Really cleared up here, I would have thought. Just old style of task and things like that. I did like the way how Jason also admits he's never been caravanning. Alright, I don't expect him to really. He's definitely been a burglar. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not laughing at the fact he's never been a burglar. I'm sure there's plenty of other people but it's just the way he always did it in a, like, why would you go there? <laughs> to be fair, why would you go there? Stuart Murray. Hi, Sue. <laughs> no I did like the way how Kurt and Alex actually had some brains and figured out fairly quickly that over 50s were the main target for caravanning people. Yeah, and that was quite a clever way of doing market research, wasn't it? It's like, well, we're going past on a motorway or dual carriage where there's lots and lots of people with caravans. Let's just have a look at who's driving the cars. <laughs> Work, though, to be fair. Oh yeah, it did. I mean, it's still perfect market research because they found out from that and they're like, yeah, typically these other people got them. So, the candidates have one high sale value to flog off this task, but that would, you would go to like a nice proper caravan. But also they'd have two each individual small accessory items to sell. So we were mulling yeah. over, both Basically, the teams break off. Kurt and Alex from Endeavour go off. <laughs> the dream team of Neil and Jason go off uh, for Evolve. <laughs> then, basically, the rest of the respective teams go mulling around trying to pick out accessories. Some of them I actually thought were reasonably cool, despite the fact there was a few candidates slagging them off at first. Yeah. Like, Jordan wasn't really fussed on that massage chair with the hood over it. I thought it was pretty neat. You know what I really liked? The plant pot barbecue. That was... Oh, Leah really didn't like that. She said, oh, so small. I was yeah, but if you're going camping, you don't want a huge barbecue. No. You'll be able to carry it. No, you just want you and your missus. It's like, all right, love, should I put some steaks on? There you go. I thought it was quite cute as well. It's like, oh, you've got a plant pot for the ladies. They like flowers and stuff. And for the men... You can keep outside your caravan easy, can't you? Oh, yeah. Louisa made an amazing quote. Do you have plugs when you've got a campaign? Now, actually, I thought it was a stupid question at first, but to be fair... No, I thought it was a, quite a sensible question, because it is... She was considering, well, if we're going to sell these accessories, we've got to think, can they plug it in? My point, exactly. But I also kind of thought, do you know what glamping is? Not a clue. Glamorous camping. So it's like when people go camping, but they take, like, loads of ridiculous accessories and all that. It's like, basically, they go out caravanning but like the best caravan right when you can buy you know what I mean with like four stories high and all that and they think they're going back to nature it's amazing 
So like that thing in Meet, Meet the Fockers too, is it? Where it's basically like a home on wheels. Uh, I haven't seen it, but yes, is this what? It's like those huge caravans you get in America. You get a lot of them where they're caravans, but they're more like lorries. Yeah. But it's caravan. It's just a home on wheels. Who were? Who the hell were Greg Fockers' parents in Meet the Fockers? Robert De Niro and Barbara Streisand. No, that was um, Ben Stiller's wife. Who was Ben Stiller's dad in the second Fockers movie? Oh, he was, um, oh. he was in Running, not Running Man, Marathon Runner. Um, <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say Dustin, Dustin Hoffman, is it? Yes, I think so. I never watched it. Can I be honest? I've never seen the Meet the Fockers trilogy. I've not seen the third one, just the first two. I, apparently you don't want to. So, that's what I've heard. Being a film review and all that, sir. <laughs> Let's have a look anyway. We move on to something else. Now, what I bloody loved, the roof boat. Well, the roof rack boat. I forgot the name. I mean, like, those things, like, you see them when they're roof racks normally on their own, but I thought it's quite cool that it converted to a boat. You go and camping out, you usually find a stream, it's something to do. It's a new... It's just a cool conversion of the same space. If you think about it, it's such a simple idea. Why hasn't it been done before? I know. I did like the way the best feature for it for Natalie is, oh, it's got a wheel! I, I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> it's just, what are you doing? Then Miles pipes up with the roof boat sales lady. Oh, we love your box. <laughs> oh, Miles, you dirty man. <laughs> uh, to be fair, speaking of Miles, isn't he such a charming man to all those lovely, lovely salespeople? I know, he, he loves everyone, he loves everything. It's like Harry Redknapp interviews, you know, how, <laughs> those of you who follow football, uh, Harry Redknapp has a bog standard interview where all you have to do is change the name because they're always good lads, they always give 129.76% in training, they always give 192 in on the pitch, they're such good lads, they're always the first there, they're always the last to leave. They'll always give you everything and do anything you ask until he sells them in the biggest twat they ever met. According to Harry Redknapp. But, um, but like with Miles, he is, oh, I really love it. I really love it. I, I get the idea he's in love. You know what I was kind of like? I was yeah. a bit like, oh, Miles, you're actually charming me into bed if you want me to. I like how his eyes are so wide open and about to pop out. That's how much you're loving it. So much enthusiasm. Nick, look, has well, a horrendous poo-poo face over it all. I know. I could see like Nick's point where he said, oh, it's a bit nauseating. But at the same time, my thoughts are more so, at least he's trying, because Leah and Natalie, we've just stood there with flat faces. They always, they look miserable as hell. Like He's there like, oh, my God, like, I love it. And okay, he was overdoing it. But at the same time, he's trying. But you've got him doing that, and them two... Who just look like they've been told the worst news ever. I thought they had kept putting her phone in it quite badly. She like stepped in where it is, she was like asking like bit dull questions. I was just a bit like Uh, do you kinda of ruin all of Mars's good work? Can you not really see that? I think she learns it later on, but we'll get to uh our favourite in a moment. You know what I was thinking though? We're at this uh, caravan exhibition would you fancy yeah. a day out with that if I can get us free tickets, King? What's your caravan exhibition? Well, it looked a fun day out. 
Like, if we could try out all the stuff and all that, just for a laugh. Oh, yeah, I'd do that. Uh, take a few... Get the box out. Oh, yeah, take a few cans. Sounds good there, yeah? I reckon, yeah. Oh, there's so much potential there. I really want to talk about this amazing Jason Neal dream team. Because, to be honest, if there's never been any other mismatch on The Apprentice... Because I wrote a series of four first. And then I thought, well, you know what? I've never seen two mismatched people ever. So if someone can go, raise me one better than this, I'd love to hear from you. Please do. Because you've got Jason just being whimsical, going la 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 la, in a world of his own, going around, asking about the price of motorbikes. And you've got new ones Jason going, Jason, we're not buying motorbikes! You know, that's, that's it, I mean, they weren't really buying anything, they were just checking stuff out, and it's like, what the hell are you doing, man? <laughs> it's amazing. Neil even admits that Jason's a big skills blaze, and he's one of the weakest team yeah. members. Which, to be fair, at this point in time, we could argue, yes, yes he is. But let's just see. We cut back to Endeavour buying up their accessories. Uh, Lee's not doing that particularly well. Because uh, the old no. lady, she was asking about discounts or some money off. Old lady's just being stone cold, going, no, we don't do discounts. I see, and both Nia and Natalie, I, I can see their thing, obviously you want to try and get, see if there's room, at mm. least. But I think it went the wrong way about it. The way Leo and Natalie were talking were as though they wanted to sell at discount. Mm. There's no. And I think that's how it got perceived. Was they were like, you know, oh, can't you let us do it for cheaper? And it's like, no, no. I mean, I don't care. I'm paraphrasing what they said, but that was basically how it came across, even with editing and so on. But what they should have done, which is clearly something Neil did that we didn't see in the tents later on, is that. Um, you know, you ask, you know, what's the bottom line? You know, obviously you aim to sell it at the price the person wants, but you ask if there's a bottom line. It's like you're better off making a sale my, at a slightly lower price. My problem with this is I've been programmed as well because we've had a fair few, like, first profit tasks. So they've been trying to do deals. And fair enough, I don't think the point of the task was to do this here at all. But I can see why, but I was kind of thinking... Well, surely it's just a sales task anyway, because they don't really mention anything about, well, you spent this much in goods, yeah. is it? It's just how much you sell. It's not how much profit you make. Yeah. So I was a bit... Yeah, that's it. So, and also, you managed to show flexibility, adaptability. So you should realise in some situation like a one-day thing, is actually people make impulse buys. And at the end of it, it was an exhibition for caravanning stuff. So you're getting people that are into caravanning They stuff want to buy going. these things. Yeah, so that's why it's like, that's why you go down the route of, you know, if we're trying to close the deal and it's not going well, is there any room? You know, that's a fair enough question. If they go, no, then you've got to work with that. But you don't say, oh, but we want to do it at a lower price, because no, this person isn't your supplier you're buying off so you can get them that most profit. It's like you said, you're just selling. So it, it's more like the turn of phrase they were using, really. They went the wrong way about it. So we have Miles of the accessory team of Endeavour, then we have the, well, pretty much anonymous version of Evolve with Louisa, Jordan, and uh, who was on, um, sorry, who was the third member of that team? It was Louisa, Jordan, and Francesca. Oh god, yeah, I forgot Francesca was even on this task. She wasn't at all. I've got no notes about her whatsoever. 
No, I honestly forgot she was on that task apart from. Well, they were That's quite it. lucky because they ended up getting the. Both teams actually went for the same items at first: electric bike and the kids' camping kit. I was into asking that kids' camping kit. No, the adventure box. Remember that one? I told you is an adventure <laughs> box. Right. Okay. Yeah, that one. I thought. Mm, like in the, it was quite cool for 100 quid I suppose but that's quite expensive yeah that's what I thought still they, they sold tons anyway so they both go for the same items Evolve winning over though get one over Endeavour by actually getting both items uh, Miles was uh, not happy at all really nope and at this point we should point out to viewers is that Endeavour didn't know that Evolve were equally going for the same items they just thought they totally blew it <laughs> Amusement. So, so why would you like to think that our Natalie completely bullshit up for Endeavour there? She was ridiculous. She kept going on and on and on, the same woman about trying to knock down prices. She just annoyed him to oblivion, I think. No, too right. You've seen them getting more and more wound up by her asking. I, I think in the end the woman said, look, there's no discount. As blunt as that. At least Leah did a little bit of that. But she knew when to pull away. Yeah, exactly. She she gave straight away. Oh no, discount ain't happening here. Don't ask again. Take, you know, take the hint. But Natalie kept going and going and going and going. going. Did you notice our Nick? He managed to travel across. Well, I presume it's going to be across town because at the start of the day he was obviously with Biles. Then later on, you see him mother around in the background with Alex and Kurt. I didn't quite pick it. I, you know, I didn't think about that the logistics of it so I'll start again I didn't think about the logistics of that actually yeah, I can't imagine it's going like you know one side of Birmingham to the other but perhaps it's still the same complex but you still we must have chucked for a man his uh, age he must have trundled up a few miles to go one A to B today no yeah also who are, are you ready for it Alex absolutely goes off on one on the fact that the accessories team of Endeavour didn't manage to get the items they wanted or well, I, I think he had a point. He said, like, I mean, he pointed out what was obvious was they bulls that. Oh, easily. No, there was no thing. It was a bit like he kind of going on. Well, if he is fully deserved, and the man's got a nice bit of rage behind him as well. At times, too much. Like I picked up on that in the past few weeks, but this time I thought it was well placed. And also, he didn't let it go out of hand like last week. At Leo, a couple of times, it was so- overlined, overboard. But this week, I, just, I thought that it was a well place where, you know, he just kept it the curtain. He didn't go screaming down the phone at them. He was basically, what the hell have they done? We cut then to the two main team, well, the big unit teams of involving Devon Mother and the camper fans. They both mother around the same thing. There's one where it goes from a trailer to a tent in, how long, King, did you notice? Um, ten minutes. I thought minute. that was quite impressive because then it turns into like a bit of a blow up tent. No, I thought it was, I thought it was quite cool. Eleven k. I didn't think that was a terrible price either. I don't know what caravans of that kind of thing go for. So you know, me neither. We need to get someone on this podcast who does situations like this. I tell you what, I thought was sweet as though. How about those retro mini camper van trailers, camper things? See, I weren't a fan of that. I don't like the retro one. Oh, well. really? I loved it. It looked cool on the inside, but at the same time, I just don't like the style on the outside. Now, see, I had down my notes here. Neil absolutely loved the retro camper van. He did. 
He did, indeed. And he made that very clear. He was I mean, I didn't think it was ter- terrible, because like, the chap had been like, on the demo day. He sold six out of his eight targets. And you know what? I kind of yeah. thought there's a massive nostalgia factor. You you may not like it, like you, but you can kind of see people why. It's just like, oh, I used to have a camper van. I'm kind of looking for something to kickstart it. It looks pretty sweet, man. That's what I loved. We tell you, though, who did actually go for it. Alex and Kurt decide to take the gamble on the plunge. For a 30k one, they're going for the retro camper, while Jason and Neil decide to go for the trailer to tent. Oof. They do indeed, because the thing is, with that trailer to tent, like the bloke said, they sold 11, so it worked out about three a day, average. Which ain't bad at all, especially at the price, so you're getting up to 30k there. And I think for me, like Neil said, he goes, as much as I love the retro camper, and that's where his heart was, and he, I mean, he didn't say it, but obviously he didn't like the fold-up tent as much, but he said those numbers don't lie. And with Kurt and Alex, he had Kurt there going, the numbers don't lie, I've got to go for that. And he had Alex, yeah, but retro camper, retro camper, retro camper. And Kurt was like, numbers are like, the beef better Alex, he did say, I could see your point. So Alex was being quite diplomatic, but at the same time, Alex was bulldozing the retro camper, and in the end, Kurt got swayed. It's a bit strange, because um, in this entire episode, Kurt, compared to like his first project manager outing, he never really puts the foot down at all. No, that's it. On the first one, like there were, at that beer place, and he goes, we're going an hour, regardless. Here, he's... Alex Collar said, hey boy, hey boy, come on. Do you think he just thinks he's trying to find that right balance because he knows he probably didn't manage that task? But, well, they won, yeah. but they didn't manage it particularly well. And he's had Lord Sugar in his ear, like even when he hasn't been PM, saying like, look, don't make bold statements you can't live up to. And so I think he was trying to be a bit more pleasing. To be fair though, what... It- I can understand to a point why wouldn't he not listen to Alex in the sense that this is the guy that came up with the folder. He must have some good ideas. He must have been. And he's and he's good sales guys. So I was just going to say, I've got my notes. I actually have a high hopes for a team which has Alex and Miles on it. I would too. To be honest, though, despite Alex going around with Kurt all day, when it comes to deciding who's going to come and pimp out the very nice camper trailer. Kurt ditches Alex who came round and was finding out about the product next day and whilst he did take Miles I was a bit oh that's a bit of a strange move yeah I thought that too because Alex went round with him so Alex has obviously got that bit of insight from the bloke they got it from mm. I didn't really see because I me mean, Miles has obviously been fair enough he's learned more about these other products I suppose a bit of a strange move but then again not to say Miles isn't a bad salesperson, because you can see he's, like, uh, talking up to people. His only weakness, though, he did get stuck for ages with people who weren't interested in, like, a sale. Yeah. He was just interested in talking about a camper van, just exchanging stories and things like that. Yeah, he didn't do the sale, the, you know, the true salesman thing, which Alex probably would have. Right, you're going to buy a caravan today? Okay, I've got a caravan here, you're going to buy this. And then they either sign a check or they don't. The thing is, it's just like, oh, I can't make a decision because the wife's not here. And you just think, oh, what a waste. What an absolute waste of time. 
You can see his face drop as yeah, well. This is like, I don't think he's really ever been in that situation. I mean, this is a man that's coming from, like, Soul to emit celebrities, and, you know what I mean? Yeah, and also his way of sales is probably the person's not necessarily interested, but you take a bit more time about it. It's not, like, hard selling, even though it's high-value items. And because it's high-value, it's more about you sweeten the person over. Oh, he's buttering up. To then make the yeah, problems. and you can see that's what he's trying to do. But the problem is, at this kind of place, they're either buying or they're not. There's. I did notice. Uh, I've got my notes. Louisa gets rinsed by an old man. Please don't take that out of context. Um, I think she was talking to uh, an old chap. Then he absolutely pooms her and just walks off. And she's been like, "Oh, Jordan has an absolute shocker again." Oh God. He doesn't really seem to sell much. Compared to like Louise, no. Louise is absolutely firing out. She's doing a bit of the old charm again, and she's just selling through. Yeah. And you can tell Jordan's He's, getting really, really frustrated by that. Uh, last week I said I personally would have fired Louisa, but it is almost as though she took a lot on board because this week she was certainly far more pleasantly mannered. Um, obviously, we didn't see the dynamic between her and Francesca, so we didn't really see Francesca. But Louisa was on the ball, she was on form, and she looked, you know, she did the job, so I was going to say look good, but I get taken out of context. Um, but she was, she was really impressive this week, and like you said, Jordan, Jordan, who we've seen is perfectly good at sealing nails, like he did with the Egyptian Ood. Oh yes. But he was, he just, I don't know. I don't know what his personal sales figures were for the task, because, when we come to that later, that was all very briefly done, very quickly to the point. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Louisa certainly was doing the better for, from what we could see. We should point out just from what was shown on the show. It boiled over to a point of frustration where he is doing pretty badly. He turns around to Louisa, uh, "Oh, how are you doing this? How are you selling them?" I think she thinks it's a bit of a come on. She's like, "Oh no, I'm not taking the mech." And then she just goes yeah. a bit blank. She goes, oh, "I don't know. I'm just selling them." Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, Jason, he's turning out to be a bit of a selling demon. Yeah, the uh, older lady certainly takes a shine to Jason. They're loving him. He's a... I think he wants to give, give her his number. <laughs> he's a very lovely boy. He's a charmer. Mm. Oh, yeah, I don't think that's undoubtable as well. I like the way he quotes as well, optional extra, and it leads to a result. He actually sells one. He did indeed. That was a very good sale indeed. Right, so he's on his way. And Neil actually feels a bit jealous of that. He says his, my pride's going down. He's got to give credit there. That's amazing. So much. As, I think Neil looked put out because like um, Karen touched on it, how Neil is very very much the whole task of looking down on Jason, perhaps so justifiably. But you can tell Neil's got that degree of arrogance, which we know Neil's mm. got, or certainly I say he's got. But on this task, you can tell us the degree of, oh, Jason can't do anything whatsoever. And then Jason's gone done a sale, and you can tell it puts his nose right out of joint. There is um, one thing, though. I think Neil needs to work on his um, pep talk skills a bit. Because, like, when the accessories team bring up, said, oh, we've only sold one box, we've only sold one bike, he just doesn't really say much. You know, it's like, oh, come on, guys, just not nasty, but like, dig in, we'll be able to get through this. He's just like, yeah. oh, all right, cheers, thanks, bye. I've known when he's PM, I don't know, there's just something lacking on jamming the team together. 
Yeah, I just... He doesn't manage to bring anyone together at all. I say, whereas the past couple of weeks where he's been part of the team, he's done very well being very level-headed and helped, if you like. Now, I know, obviously, the two... You've got the high-value item, you've got the accessories teams. You, you still kind of felt um, the other team felt like they were still in reasonable contact. You still knows. To be honest, if we were watching this episode slightly out of context, I would not have realised that Neil was actually with that accessories team. You know what I mean? There's such a bit of a distance there. Yeah. Well, I'd say you'd think there was actually three teams on the show. Yeah, it gets pretty... gets to that point. Now, for worst idea of this episode, Natalie just turns around and says to Alex all of a sudden, oh, let's do a sketch. And then she just goes into it. Alex hasn't got a clue for two seconds what she's doing. And he goes, oh, right, yes. Then he suddenly picks up on it and they go for it. She's, I, I don't get that, girl. No, that's a good idea, I think. Like, because they were going over the uh, roof boat explaining all yeah. about it but the way she just suddenly drops on Alex well that's what I mean it's just like where's this idea come from although there's something later on but she says which is also very random like where the hell did that just come from well I do like like Leah sees it and copies them and she probably ended up doing better than two of them knowing the sales figures they episode <laughs> did you notice yeah. the cue on the folding camper and who's that down to, our Kenny? One man. Jason. The leech. The leech is back. Jason comes in. Jason makes a sale. Nothing to argue about that, really. He does. The main man. I notice one thing, though. We then cut the embodiment of enthusiasm, Jason. Yeah. We cut straight away. Jason. To Kurt. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is the other end of the spectrum. This is the man who you pointed out earlier said he wants to prove a point. He wants to show what he's made of. And his version of the So, you go from Jason who's there being, like you said, whimsical and saying, oh yes, you know, elevate up or, you know, he said, ascend, ascend up the stairs. And, you know, he's getting people on board quite literally. And then you go to Co, who's just like, Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm selling campers, so uh, here it is, this is a retro camper. Oh, I'm sold, you yeah, take my money with it. Here, what I have written down about him is, Kurt has the emotion of a brick. I'm going to say I have a teaspoon. Oh, what's more animate, a teaspoon or a brick? A brick, because it builds houses, and houses make people happy. Oh, I like being happy. I'm happy with this episode still. Honestly, halfway through, I just wrote down, I love this episode. Just randomly. <laughs> love it. Mr. Kenny, did you notice the most terrible of attacks ever, where the teddy bear jumps down on our poor Nick? Oh, yeah, that was funny. I, mean, I thought it was funny enough that Nick went in the caravan just to chill out. I know, he's, he's, he's like having a hideout in there. All of a sudden, he gets a teddy in his face. That was a cat sound. Well, teddies don't really make noises. So I've got to put something yeah, in the dramatic effect, didn't I? I can't really just go silence. Oh, look, it's attacking. You can do a bear sound. Like, rawr. That's a tiger. Or a lion. Rawr. What's that then? Yeah, that's oh, Okay, there we go. That's going in. Kurt then. Well, Natalie Bear bring out the old sexism alert. Woo, woo, woo. He goes and phones Alex. Yeah, Alex. And he says... 
would you mind bringing over one of the girls over some eye candy? And both the girls can hear this on the phone or on loudspeaker as well. Oh, I didn't know, sir. Because he had it in his hand in loudspeaker, and Leo was just nodding her head, fine. Especially because he goes, oh, yeah, send Leo over. And Leo was just, like, nodding her head, fine, happy. And Natalie had a face of... Uh But I think more so because he chose Leo, so she would probably be put out. (laughs) But it was just... It was still... uh, the turn of phrase after recent events. Yeah, I know. She was ready to whip out that sexist cannon, blow away Kobe. And especially Leo and Natalie, who were in that boardroom when the sexist oh, was made. I know. Leo was quite happy to be treated a bit, um, well, I mean, you know, very careful here. Quite happy to go with it, really. She didn't really moan about it. I think, I mean, I don't know. Just maybe she was just like, no, I'm happy to go over to try and sell one of the caravans. Because obviously, for her equally, there's the prestige of getting that big sale. Oh, yeah. Perhaps she was just bored hanging out with Natalie. That as well. I did hear the notes, Would you look at my boat box, madam? <laughs> if, you, if that's not a euphemism, Kenny, I don't know what is. Probably other things. Oh, all right then. Neil managed to close back a sale. So it's 1-1. One, one. It it's 1-1 one, one at the moment. Cluffy's getting back in the game. Nice little, little bit of negotiation went on. Oh yeah, I did like that. That chap was didn't look like he really was really keen on going for it. But I did like Neil. He was going for it and he scored. Good lad, Neil. We love you. Whilst Evolve have managed to sell two of their uh, campers so far, there's been no sales in Retro Camper. <sighs> we'll have to. Oh, right, oh. But the little in-team transfer, Leo going over. Oh, yes. It was like... It's like a cliffhanger. She goes over, more or less straight away, she's got someone interested, and they're all like, this could be on, this could be on. But we're, we're left with a little cliffhanger, weren't we, until the boardroom to find out. Oh, yeah, but then... Oh, I thought that, because I sent you a private message about it. It's like, did they actually sell it? Did you see them walking off, and it wasn't really made clear? Yeah. Well, no, it went until the boardroom, because you can see Leah's face light up. Mm. Uh, fair enough. I didn't actually notice Jason's second sale. Oh, oh. No, Neil made two. Oh, Neil made two. Alright. Oh, yeah, Jason, Jason only made one sale. But, he made, but I don't think we saw the other, you know, the third sale. Oh, right. Sorry, for some reason I got like, oh, Jason got the second one as well, because I thought, oh, look. So, a little spoiler for everyone, they sold three. There you go. Tents. This is like the weirdest, like, scoring system ever we have to keep up with. Because not only have we got to keep score between individual, in, between the teams themselves, we have to keep score between against each other. Oh lord. I must say, I wasn't too fussed on the editors for picking, like, did you notice the really super tense Jingle Bells music? It was really weird. It was just like, ching ching ching, when they all go into the boardroom, I was just like, eh? Really weird. I've also gotten to the point where I've noticed the candidates have got the same clothes now. Yeah. Like Francesca's got her leopard print jacket. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I've been watching this show too much. I need to start watching it. Ooh. No, I won't. I love the show too much. So we get into the boardroom finally then. Endeavour, of course, headed up by Kurt. Uh, Alex gives out a little bit for not being P- PM. Yeah. There's a weird... I think this is a bit weird. There's a preconceived idea, says Lord Sugar, that people don't trust Alex. But he brings it up. 
then moves on straight away. I think I think there was a lot of editing with that boardroom because what I will say is I know they did look at both sides, but there is is a very short of what did you do endeavor, what did you do involve, but it was a little bit more endeavor, but it was very quick to go right his results. So I've only got like a little bit on endeavor. No, to be honest, I've There's nothing brought up with evolve. To be honest, um, I've got hardly anything on evolve. All I've got is with endeavor is right. They all more or less admit where their faults were. Mm. But Miles tries to say that the fault just lay with the retro camper. Um, and I put, well, what about the items he tried getting, which is something that Alex also tried to raise because Alex wasn't happy with the fact that they didn't get the two items they wanted. And all you had then was a pan over to evolve who were all there with a nice wry smile on their face of, you didn't get it because we did. <laughs> It's just curious that he doesn't feel as a united group. I think the point is, they all had similar faults. Like everyone, well, except probably, no, I'm going about Francesca wasn't on Endeavour, was she? No, 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 she was Okay, on. sorry. I think it's all, the point is, like, everyone was a little bit to blame. So it's all kind of like an even keel. Yeah. It's like, uh, wrong. To be honest, though, I kind of, for some reason, I went a bit mad, and I thought, I think Evolve Endeavour may have sneaked it on both box sales alone. How wrong was I? Well, oh, spoilers. Oh, yeah. Spoilers. Uh, also, you keep mentioning how when Karen Brady talks, you know you've done right or wrong. How about when Nick yeah. steps in and he tells you to stop arguing? I think that's the ultimate. Oh, yeah. Because, like, Karen, I think, pipes up mm, every two episodes. She, she, part, she certainly parks up more of the two and she's not afraid to cut Lord Sugar off to say a point. Oh yeah, ignore Lord Sugar because he just talks all, all the time. Even when he's on the screen, he's talking. But then, Nick, just coming out of nowhere, boom, stop arguing. Whoa, stop. This is Nick. Nick we're talking about. I love that man. Where would the show be without Nick? BBC Two. Uh, Channel Four. Oh, I like Channel Four. Well, I'll say it's a bad thing. I'm just saying. Oh, no, I've got it. More for. E4. Would it be on E4? It's not cool and hip with the kids, though, is it? Don't have to be apparently Big Brother, is it? That goes on it. No, Channel 5 now. Oh, oh Kenny. Current events. Actually, um... <laughs> I... <I'd... laughs> um, I didn't... The words out. No, no, this is, um... So, I actually got an email... No, not an email. It was a tweet saying... Oh, that Kenny doesn't know much about pop culture. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'll see if I can find oh, it. The last episode you were just saying about films that I was like, yeah, yeah I've never heard of. I oh, know. I was just like, oh. <laughs> was that on the um get fired one? I'll go see if I could dig it up and retweet it after for you. <laughs> Shouldn't be too hard to find. Uh, Is it anyone we know that said it? No. It was just like some random. I've got to find it now. No uh, yeah, you, you'll have to retweet it. It was amazing. Oh, at least that person clearly listened, because I was later on. But the thing is, though, you, in my defence, whoever you are, fair enough, you're absolutely right. I don't know a lot about pop culture, but I don't watch things like Batman and Spider-Man and Superman and all that. And to be perfectly honest, I don't care. If Terry, on the other hand, asked me something about sport, I'd shit all over a lot of you. <laughs> Because, mate, 
whoever you are, ask me something about sport or tweet it to the thing, tweet some questions about sports and running question, especially if it's football or cricket, and you won't put anything past me. I think I've just found the title for this episode. <laughs> I'll shit you on sport. <laughs> we should point out Alex was not happy uh, because he's used to be a bespoke product salesman. Yeah. Because obviously he's used to selling these high grand products, even though like Lord Sugar took the piss out of him a bit. But I say, oh, yeah. it's own plaques. Yeah. yeah, but plaques are all family, or at least representative of that. Obviously that's going to show good quality products. That's it, and you've got to be good at what you're doing and how you pitch it to them, because others, they're not going to buy it. Exactly. Like someone who's like a representative of the royal family, as long as it's a good product, they could, well, they go with whoever. So there must be something so they go with them. God's sake. Exactly. I know. Lord Sugar the Caesar's managed to take the rib out of someone too easy. It's like he's done this, and was it last week? It was with Leia, over about her being a doctor? Yeah. Not happy with him at the moment. I think he's just becoming like an old jealous man. He's like, I'm getting old. Arr, you kids got youth on your side. Arr. Why am I saying Lord Sugar's an American? Yeah, don't do that. No, I won't. Let's move on to Jason. And they were talking about the foldaway camper. Like, Lord Sugar was given out in the boardroom as well. About it. And then he brings up how he's never been to Birmingham without it. Everyone just turns around and takes the piss out of him. Just like laughing at him. But be fair though, Jason was laughing at it too. Yeah. I just kind of think, does the man know that he's setting himself to be an easy target? Probably not. I know. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I like Jason, but possibly for the wrong reasons. What reasons are they? Well, he's just such a soft, easy target. Let's be honest, have we ever had anyone this level of like, oh, he's funny, on The Apprentice before? No one's really leaping out. I can't even remember who was on it last year. Oh, the wrestler. Oh, of course he won it, Ricky. Yeah. What's he doing nowadays? Probably working for Lord Sugar. Or perhaps he's, uh, he's claiming for unfair dismissal, like the other one. Oh, what's her name? Yeah, like Stella. Stella. What series was she on? I don't think I watched that one. Um, the year before. Oh, so two ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't see it. Never mind. Anyway, this episode. Let's get to it. We are on the sales. We're about to announce the results, Kenny. Would you mind if I took over this week's? It is my turn, please. Go for it. Nick, to draw your attention, he said, on the accessories for Endeavour, £1,479. Okay. But no sales whatsoever on the Retro Camper. Ooh, that's terrible. That's where Leah's face lit up because that's why they didn't know. I mean, she got up. <laughs> exactly. Karen turns around and puts a worried as hell Neil uh, involved. She said they want to go on accessories task alone because they end up selling three thousand one hundred sixteen pounds worth of accessories. To- yeah. Oh, with that, with that's double over double what they. Oh yeah. That's incredible. Then you add in the fact that they added it three of their folding caravans for £30,491 alone for <laughs> £33,650 against just under 1500 What a win. Absolute last... It was a complete annihilation. Would you? It was like England versus Germany at the 2010 World Cup. Oh, that's a good one. But I was actually going to go for... 
Did you ever play Mortal Kombat? No. For God's sake. Remember, apparently, I, I don't know anything about pop culture. Because on the basis of two questions, or three <laughs> questions, I know nothing about pop culture. But before we leave this amazing landslide victory of results, we uh, get the uh, dramatic tension, since we know about it in the papers now, folks. A cheeky pat on the Weezer by Jordan. Not quite a leech, but it's like, oh, contact. Kenny, in, you're allowed to use expletives, of course. How would you rate this week's treat? Absolutely amazing. I'd, I'm so jealous. I, I was beyond. What a fucking ridiculous level of brilliance. Like, even Lord Sugar said he was jealous. I know. How did he get that? I mean, it's, it's pretty much, let's call it a bike lesson, at the Manchester Velodrome with Olympic gold medalist Sir Chris Hoy. I know. And you got to ride with him. Just amazing. No, I'm a bit like, oh, you bastards. I've never been this jealous of a tree until now. Nah, I mean, that one just... I've been like, you can fire me now. I've lived. Yeah, I've been on, I've been on a cycling track with Chris Hoy. And who won the races around the velodrome track? Oh, alright, well done for my attention. <laughs> Fair enough, sir. Uh, we should mention though, Jason was called back in by Lord Sugar yeah. after it, and we were like, we were just talking about it before the car, was like, oh, what's gonna happen? This has never happened before. We were like, I kind of thought, no way is he gonna say, well, is he gonna get sacked? Is he, it's weird, it's never happened before, yeah. I can remember. But then Lord Sugar personally gives his personal congratulations to Jason. As he's walking out, he rubs it into the other team saying, look at Jason. He's doing from the process. As if to say, look, he's a complete fucking wet blanket and he's managed to make a sale this week. Yeah, I mean, that's how it came across to me. It's like, you've got a man of be business people, sales people. He's not. And yet he can do it, so why can't yeah, you? He's brilliant. We have Endeavour then arguing amongst themselves why they lost the task in front of Lord Sugar. We get basically loads and loads of uh, saying about that. Alex pretty much brings up the points they lost the sales through strategy. I can't agree with him there. What was the real strategy through Kurt and Miles to go for it? Miles, as good as a talker he is, he did get lost once or twice with that chap. No, I mean, he did. I, I agree with Alex. And uh, I, I thought Alex was right, but again, I found like Alex has been shut down a lot. But the, the one that the bit I didn't get at all, and like, I don't, I don't think anyone in that boardroom understood it at all. Because when they were bringing up that Kurt had people in the wrong places, you know, didn't manage the people within the team right in terms of where they were, which I think was spot on. Natalie pops up and says how she would have sold all, you know, <laughs> yes. all of the and even Karen Brady goes, "Hold on a minute," <laughs> and also like. Did you really say that? I'm like, I think Karen said to her, can you hear what you're saying? Yeah, and even then Lord Sugar, like, kind of, it's not as bad as Usma getting sniped in the boardroom when she pipes up, yeah. but he has a cheeky little view for his scope aiming up for it. It's, for one, it was like, where the hell did this comment come from? Because it weren't like she was being slagged off. It just came from nowhere, absolutely off topic, nowhere, going... Yeah, I, I would have sold those caravans. I was like, <laughs> Fuck off. what? On what basis? You couldn't even sell the shite what you were given on the stand. No, 
She was fucking useless as usual, but we got even better things to talk about first. Because so Lord Tuma brings up, it wasn't just a loss, it was a total bloody annihilation. I may have added in the bloody there, but I think that was an alright Lord Tuma impression. Nice. Also, uh, I did hear Natalie was saying, oh, Kurt should be fired, he didn't manage the team well. I thought, that's a bit rich. Considering what you did on that week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did think, though, um, here's, a, here's our thing I think we're going to disagree on. The high ticket item, do you think that's the reason why I lost the task? I mean, because, only because Evolve sold three of them, or even if they just sold the one, that's why you lose it. Because if you sell none and they sell one, then you've automatically won, haven't you? Because of the value of it. But for me, I think like, Alex had a point on the fact, and I think it was more so brought up in the cafe, where he was actually allowed to bring his foot to the table. Something I touched on, you look at the figures, and on the accessories, on that alone, Evolve got more than double the money than Endeavour just on the accessories. And they were the same two accessories they wanted. Now, of course, it comes down to whether you can still sell it and the rest of it. So you can still blame Kurt and Miles for doing a poor job selling caravans. But on the accessories alone, they were doubled. Yeah, over double. So they should have done a better job of getting the accessories. That's part of it. But like we said before, I think there was a lot of faults going on, and each person should, you know, has got some blame in that task. There isn't anyone I'd say who was like, yeah, you can be let off. No, they were all uh, lined up. They were every all five members of that team were deserved. Yeah, they had valid. To be honest, any, any of them could have gone in the boardroom. Oh yeah, we'll get to those in a moment. I would should just say up though. I did like how well Alex and Kurt made a point like going for the fifty year old market. Then they kind of go for younger person product. But of course, I I can see why you can kind of go for that um, retro camper van. It says with a whole nostalgia factor. Yeah, but then it's like they they established their target market and then went outside of it. Yeah, it's true. Because even the guy says, oh yeah, we aim it for what? Was it 35s to 45s? Yeah, and they were saying they wanted 50-year-olds. So that shouldn't immediately have been like, yeah, that's not what we want. Oh, we should bring up how uh, Kurt said eye candy. Uh, Then Nick brings it up. And it just creates such an awkward moment eye candy sexism thing though that just kind of gets glazed over now to me this was worse than Zeeshad the couple of weeks ago yeah he's making it more on the basis of okay I mean Natalie and Leah very nice to look at very easy very, very, very attractive girls but we'll say on oh we'll just use you know use the fact that because saying eye candy is, is sexist in the sense that you're saying oh will get sales just because they're attractive so it's kind of like using them rather than actually saying like no I want Leah over here because she's bloody good at sales is she? Or, or no I'm just saying what the what a better phrase would have been yeah Kurt then makes his decision and who does he bring back into the big boardroom Kenny? Natalie not doing much at all was well that's what he was saying and Alex, because so I didn't get, I didn't catch the Kurtz because with Alex, but I would say is because Alex is quite forceful with the um, the retro camper, and just he, well, I mean, none of them did a great job of sales, you know, because 
Alex very much was the one behind getting the Metro Camper. Even though admittedly, Kurt's all flaked, so that's bad on Kurt too. Indeed. Kurt was moaning though, they couldn't sell the, the product because of the product itself. Well, who had the final say in the product then, Kurt? Alright, you had some say, but we've seen you before putting your foot down when you agree with it. If you're so unbloody sure, then why kind of just go with it? Alex may have well, yeah. talked it up, but it's end of day. This is you, Kurt. You put your foot down before. You lead where you want to. I understand you want to prove a point, but surely it's the time for you to go do that now. So I don't see why he's so unsure this week. And also, really, he should have had regular rotation. So it's like fresh all the time there, it's fresh faces, and you're not getting bored of it. And also then he might have actually found earlier on in the day, oh, Natalie's actually doing a good job of selling the caravan. Yeah, that's that's, a bit of a point. Why didn't they rotate both teams? Just Especially because him and Miles were on it for so long. I mean, for Neil and Jason, they were doing well because they were actually getting interest. Mm. But, Jay, um. If something doesn't um, work, you change it. Don't. They weren't getting interest. They might as well just said, you know, Kurt wants to send to Mars, but mate, nothing against you, but perhaps me and you should go to the accessories, we'll send two of them over, see how that goes. Speaking of accessories, there's a bit of an accusation by Nick. He's popping up in the boardroom, isn't he, quite this week. He's turning around and saying, like, Alex heads when uh, Kurt put the call in. Yeah, I mean, I find that interesting. Um, obviously, that's from Nick's insight, and, but it was an interesting point of view because, like, Nick's point was that Alex was there in the boardroom going, "Oh yeah, well, it's because because of this van and that's it." And like Nick said, he just felt that from early on he sensed danger, so thought, oh, "I'll just keep quiet and get on with things." Now he says she can sell these dozens of caravans. Well, how? Yeah, I mean, given that the the ratio per day wasn't even that many, I don't know how she suddenly become an expert in caravan sales. Perhaps she had a holiday as well. Then obviously she's an instant expert. God's sake. God, I had a bit of a thought. Is this Alex's first time in the boardroom? It must be. Yes. Oh, it was? Okay. I thought that. No. Oh, no. Actually, has he been in once before? I'm pretty sure it's the first time. Natalie's bringing up just random crap we've heard before, to be honest. Oh, oh, oh yeah, she just, she just always went off on and she just brought up all these random bits of God knows what. And like, I, I was literally writing down what the hell was the point. What, uh, what the hell point was Natalie making? Why did she bring that up? Now is she trying to play games? Yes, she's trying to play games. What is she on about? Well, she's... Where this is literally what I've written down. She's saying to Kurt, oh, don't be tactical. Yeah, but she's bloody shit. Well, isn't she being tactical, putting on the waterworks, going, oh, oh you yeah, I wrote you that. Just... Natalie, start, I wrote, Natalie starts crying. I start crying tears of joy. So I was a bit, I got, a, I got the build there. I was like, oh, I can feel this happening now. Oh. All sugar sums up his... Paul Sugar sums up them to three candidates right before he delivers his firing. He's mentioned yeah. he's done reasonably well to now. I mean, he did come up with Foldo, the best thing ever, no backseas. But he failed because of the product, and Paul Sugar says he felt he chose it for the wrong reason. So he let personal opinion get in the way, which is a fatal error in business. Yeah. Okay. Kurt, he admires his honesty, and he admits that Kurt kind of does break down in the boardroom and say, yeah, I got it wrong, quote, and got it wrong. So he's honest about that. And Lord Sugar just looks at Natalie, just thinks, 
third time you've been in here. So, Kenny, who was the firing of this week? Kurt got fired. And I, I think fair enough, because he did mismanage the people, and he looked kind of defeated in the boardroom. He didn't really put up a fight, did he? I kind of feel, despite the fact you could tell he had his head down, at least he knows he's failed. So, in a sense, he lives with some sort of yeah. dignity. But hang on, that's not all, Kenny. Oh, no. Lord Sugar starts saying to Alex, I have to think about my investment, and to a point I think you're too long and irresponsible. Then all of a sudden, the music stops playing. And then he just goes to Natalie. It's the third occasion in the firing line. Natalie just goes, I can explain! No, that's actually a bit further. Who cares? Natalie goes, no, this is it. Natalie, you're fired. Yes! <laughs> yes! A double firing. Oh! It comes once every season, but it's so good when you finally get it. Oh. It's beautiful. Oh, I'm not joking. I stopped and rewound that firing five times in a row. It's paid off massively. Oh. So cathartic, isn't it? Just when you get something you want in life, finally. <laughs> Doesn't happen often for you, though, does it? No, especially not on this show. Natalie turns around and says, thank you for opportunity like most candidates. That she blew. Third time in the boardroom. So many chances and failed. So being so fucking useless. I'm sorry to swear, folks, but I think she's one of the worst candidates that I've ever seen on the show, personally. It's cut then. Outside. We do have a double walk to the taxi, Kenny. Oh, yeah. I do think, well, fair enough, dudes, they're pushing the boat out in these times of economic crisis. We're having two separate taxis. Yeah, can't they get the same one? Yeah, surely, because they're both going to the train station, same bag, aren't they? Yeah. Then Lord... <laughs> Natalie just makes a complete tit of herself going, oh, t- I'll just bring up to um, Kurt, at least he's quiet, so I'm like, oh, I didn't, you know, do best. No, I've, I've got a bit of respect. I don't think he was the best. He, he made some fatal no. errors on too many tasks, but at least he's like, he admits I didn't do very well. He was very modest in the face. I know, I've, I've got a little bit of respect for the man for that. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Natalie, though, oh, I showed Lord Sugar what I was about. What? Well, if that's what you're about, love, there's not a, not a lot more to see, man, is there? You also wound me up. You know, I had my massive rant about how Natalie probably has a fashion business idea. She brought up in the boardroom. <laughs> I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake, it was one of those, wasn't it? Oh, for God. Well, no, she's brought it up in the boardroom before, like the first time she was in that. That's not new information. Well, it's new to me. It's new to me, Kenny, damn it. And you know what? I just thought, thank God she's gone. One last thing before we depart this mystical world of week seven, Kenny. Did you notice, Jason, turn around and saying, we're all very good? Uh, no. No. There's a, a few poor ones to go Francesca. Yeah. Jason. Yeah. Well, I don't know after that because they all have had a few it's a bit in the balance she could go one way she could go the other yeah I mean I like the fact she can be quite firm but otherwise in terms of sales and negotiation that you don't see a lot and she doesn't seem the most enthusiastic at negotiating she's a bit one dimension we should just say 
Next week's in task involves online dating. Good morning. As the first advertising task. Oh, I love these. They always cock it up. So good. <laughs> Do you remember? I'm going to throw out a random one here, young Kenny. Pants man. Yeah. Everyone remembers oh. that. Anyone who's a fan knows that. Pants man. Uh, was it Phil? His name. And he's still like probably to this day swears down. It's the best thing. Oh ever. no, it was the Geordie lad. Was it Phil? But he had the song "Dance in Your Pants," "Dance in Your Pants." Yeah. Oh, good times. I also remember Captain Squawk, the um, opposite teams member. Just a yeah, I oh, good episode. We should just go ra- old, watch old and random episodes. We should start podcasting about that instead. I'm getting a bit <laughs> just like oh, okay, we start doing series nine, guys. Yeah. So, Kenny, how was that episode for you? Like, like you said at the start, it's best one in the series so far. It was really good. And Monster, top it off with a double firing. You know what? It's a 10 out of 10. Was not disappointed by it all. Excellent build-up, excellent payoff. Nothing annoyed me whatsoever. So we have a happy Terry as well. Yeah, I, well, I'm a bit like post-coital, I must admit. <sighs> Relax. Happy. Who's your, because uh, we haven't done it for a few weeks, um, who's your MVP of this week, Kenny? I can't believe I'm going to say I this. think I know who you're going to say. Well, actually, I mean, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but it could be Jason. But then, Louisa was very impressive. Oh, yeah. But I think, to be fair, though... But I think Jason, because he did make the killer sale of getting that first... Caravan. Um, caravan, the camper sold. He is. And for him... That's a, that is a big thing. You know, you've got to look at this relative. For Neil to sell one, it's almost like, well, yeah, you should. I mean, Jason should as well, because that's what I expect to do is sell stuff. But for Jason, who's definitely not got the experience of selling big ticket items. Fair bloody play. Um, yeah, I can't really argue against you with Jason at all. My, uh, one thing I have worried about people, Jordan's not looking very well. He's lost a lot of stock recently. Yeah, I don't know whether it is. He could be in the Leah camp, actually. Process. He could go either way. Process of long and tiring, so he might have a bit of fatigue. No, he's not. So, Kenny, I've noticed on Twitter, this is our last thing before I let you go tonight. Hashtag Team Jason right. on Twitter. People are saying he's the man. Now, can Jason win The Apprentice? No. And that's that debate over and done with, folks. We'll see you soon. I will let you know about that. Uh, we can always get in touch with us at the usual place. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at ApprenticeFired. Email us always. You're starting to do it. We love you for it. ApprenticeGetFired at gmail.com. Kenny, can people find us on Facebook? They can indeed. What should they look for? Get Fired and Apprentice Podcast. Yeah, Pull it on, you know, search well on Facebook. Of course. Like us, please, on Facebook. Also, blogs on there, apprenticefired.blogspot.co.uk. Of course, we're always on iTunes. Just search for Get Fired Apprentice Podcast. And also, yeah, we mentioned the start of the episode, but you're probably listening to it now. On SoundCloud, we'll get onto that. Find us on there, Google it. Kenny, always a pleasure. Let's go all hands and walk off into a happy sunset together after this beautiful episode. And let's say why goodbye to everyone. Bye bye everybody. Bye bye.
Goodbye. Bye.